What you call an icon living? Start a record label, Miss Fish just did it. Whoa. Nylon cover five minutes. Whoa, we are too hot in the business. Need new trucks independent. I need you to listen to the. What's up, everybody? I'm about to clean them in the kitchen. And we making money by It's the real deal, baby. I am just an icon living. I am just an icon living. I'ma let that ride just for a little bit. What's up, everybody? It's the real deal. How you feel? It's the boy Real McCoy, and I'm here to talk to you for a little bit. This is the first podcast I'm creating, and we're gonna get it started just like this. Look, we're gonna get into a variety of topics. We're gonna have a whole lot of fun on this show, but mostly we're gonna talk about sports. We're gonna talk a little entertainment. We're gonna have guests coming on talking about their upcoming projects. All to come, coming soon. So just stay tuned. But in the first episode, I gotta get to this right now. Kevin Durant just announced that he will be opting out of his contract for the next season with the Golden State Warriors. Now, he is scheduled to make about $26 million next year, but he wants to reconstruct that to do a long-term deal with the Golden State Warriors. Here's why I feel that he should not do that. First of all, I think that him signing a long-term deal with the Golden State Warriors will be the demise of what we now see as a super team. I mean, you have everybody. You have Steph Curry. You have Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant. You guys have a loaded team, not to mention a bench that has won two of the last three championships, right? Here's what's going to happen when KD signs that long-term contract. First of all, he's not taking another pay cut. He's not going to do it. Why? Because he's already won a championship. So why take a pay cut? Because you've already won more championship already. It's not like you need people to stay. You got yours. So here's what's going to happen. Kevin Durant is going to end up signing this long-term contract. And two things are going to happen. First things first is Clay Thompson will leave. And it may even push Steph Curry out the door as well. You see, here's the thing about Steph Curry. I don't believe he ever wanted Kevin Durant to come to the Warriors. Yes, allegedly, they were all in the room when Kevin Durant came to visit. Yes, allegedly, they all summoned him to come to the Warriors and made him feel welcome. But I don't believe they wanted him to come at all. I believe what they really wanted was to dominate the next year in the playoffs. What they really wanted to do was to spit in the face of LeBron James for ruining their 73-9 and season. Okay? They were 73-9 and and lost to LeBron James in Game 7 in Golden State. Do you know how embarrassing that had to be? Especially for Steph Curry who was the two-time MVP at that time. Do you know how embarrassing that had to be for LeBron James to ruin your party 
in your city on your floor. So, yeah, it was an easy decision for KD to make. Why not leave and join the best team after a 73-9 and season? Why not go join them? Why not get your chance to win your championship? Why not if you're the best player in the NBA, allegedly? So you deserve it, right? I was happy. You know, when they came to Golden State, when he came to Golden State, I knew it was over. Everybody knew it was over. We knew what was going on. Watching them lately, body language tells me a whole different story with that crew. I believe what Kevin Durant is trying to be, he's trying to be the man in Golden State. You see, the best way to become number one is to step on someone who is already number one and go to their team and basically take over. Kevin Durant won the MVP of the finals last year, almost averaging 35 points, leading them to a four to one game victory in the finals. Sweeping the whole Western Conference, I mean, come on, the team was just unbelievable last year. But let's not forget Kevin, I mean, Steph Curry almost averaged a triple-double. His best playoff performance yet. KD gets the MVP. I seen the look on Steph's face when KD got the MVP. Do you think he was really happy? I don't think so. I don't think so. What I think is going to happen here is KD is going to sign his long-term contract. It's going to end up probably pushing Clay out the door. There's going to have to be a whole lot of rearranging done as far as their bench. Andre Iguodala is getting old. Livingston is getting old. I mean, come on. They need some more youth on that bench. They got veteran players, but how long can they play really, you know? But the biggest thing that's going to happen is, mark my words, Steph Curry is going to restructure his deal and he's going to leave. Steph Curry does not want to play with Kevin Durant. Steph Curry wants to be the best player in the game, period. He doesn't need anyone to come in and help him out. He knows he can dominate the game in any form or fashion. I mean... Look at what his absence has done to the Golden State Warriors. He hasn't played in about a month. Kevin Durant had how many 40-point games and lost every game? That's not Golden State Warrior basketball. Kevin Durant is not a leader that can lead this team by himself. He has to have Curry. And what better way than to look in Kevin Durant's face and say that I'm the best by leaving and I'm going to tell you where he's going it should be no shocker to anybody when Curry ends up in the Western Conference playing for his hometown the team that his dad was formerly the scoring champion all-time scoring champion until Kimball Walker took that over he's going to the Hornets He's going to the Hornets. Mark my words. I give one or two more years in the Bay, and then he's out of there. He's going home where he belongs, where he can make his dad proud, where he can continue his legacy, and he will be the new beast of the East because we all know LeBron James will, by that time, probably be in the West, probably be in L.A. with sunshades on, relaxing. 
Steph Curry is not in this to be teammates with Kevin Durant. Steph Curry is in this to be the best player in the NBA. He's already set a legacy for himself, becoming one of the top players we've ever seen. He's already dominated the game. He's already became the number first time unanimous MVP. LeBron James hasn't even done that. Do you think he really needs KD? I don't think so. KD's new deal will solidify him in Golden State, but will ruin what we now call the super team, one of the best teams we've ever seen. I'm sorry to see it say that, and I'm, I'm going to be sorry to see that. But it's the truth, y'all. This is the real deal talking to you. Look, the real deal is Kevin Durant's new deal is going to be bad. It's going to be bad for the Golden State Warriors. What I would rather see is him leave. Go to a different team. Goodbye. Keep your core. Keep your Splash Brothers. Bring in three or four more players that may not be a Kevin Durant but can add value because you're getting basically four players for the price of one. And that's all you need. You don't have to have a ridiculous super team to win the, to win the championship. We've already seen that. What you need is to focus on what got you there, Golden State. What you need to do is quit trying to be everything that the NBA hates right now, which is a Kevin Durant that we see big-headed, getting thrown out of games, all of a sudden walking around with his chest pumped out. A coach that just sits on the bench and doesn't even know what the hell to do. I mean, come on, Steve Kerr. I got all the respect and admiration for you in the world, but come on, man. You have to do something. What I've seen from you is ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you something. In this first round of the playoffs without Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors had to face the Spurs. I know the Spurs do not have Kawhi Leonard. But it's going to be a tough road. It may get Harry, I expect Golden State to win. I pray that they do because if they lose this first round, oh my God, heads are going to roll in the bay. That's the real deal. I'm the real McCoy talking to you. Let's change subjects now. I want to get into something about this new Asian baseball player, Otani. And let's just talk about what we're witnessing right now. We are witnessing something that we have never seen before. A player that came over from the Japanese league as known as the Japanese Babe Ruth, right? He comes over to America to play with the big boys. Everybody didn't know if this would work out or not because the game is so different than, you know, what we do here in the U.S., allegedly. But I want to play some funny sound for you by uh, courtesy of the Mad Dog. Here's what he had to say about Shohei Yatani.
And you're going to have all the cameramen following him down to some minor league little town? So they almost had to put him on the team for crying out loud. He might not be Babe Ruth. That's the thing. He doesn't even seem like he's a little bit of Babe Ruth right now. That's exactly right. I mean, what if he can't get anybody out? He didn't hit. He only made two He only made two spring training starts, and he's going to pitch the third game. This is going to be... This is dangerous. And not yet. It's dangerous, plus it's going to get so much attention, it could really hurt that club, which is trying to rebuild. Right. All right, now the... Looks like we lost a little bit, a bit of that. So I'm gonna try to get it back for you real fast. But what 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 they basically said on there was that uh, Otani was gonna be a bust. They said he was gonna come to the big show and be a bust. They seen him in spring training, and he looked like a kid in headlights. They even went on further to say that the only reason he made it to the show was because when they brought him over it was promised to him that if we bring you over that you're automatically going to get to play a few games they just didn't believe in him so the season starts first game the man pitches he has 8Ks goes 3 days in a row home run home run home run pitches the next time 12Ks we're witnessing something that uh, we've never seen before in baseball. And baseball needs this. And baseball is desperately dying for a sport. And, 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 and the ridiculous thing about this is, is that the Angels have Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout is easily one of the top five players in baseball. But this Otani guy is coming in and making everybody forget about Trout. You couldn't even walk down the street and recognize who Trout is, but I guarantee you this Otani guy will walk the streets of L.A., Chinatown. Everyone will know who he is. And you still got one of the best home run pit hitters sitting on the bench. It's going to be interesting to see what the Angels do this year, what Otani can do. If, if he can keep this up, he's off to a fabulous start, and I give him all the respect. It'll be interesting to see what he does. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for the real deal. Fortunately, uh, Mad Dog and them, they uh, don't give you the real deal all the time. Baseball is a dying sport, honestly. I watched the White Sox game the other day. They announced that they had 10,000 people in attendance. White Sox versus the Rays. 900 people were there. If that doesn't say anything about your sport, then you're, you're missing something. You're really missing something. Because they got to find something. They got to find a star. Judge came in last year. All hell, Judge. Judge had me watching baseball again. The Yankees have now turned into a super team with... Giancarlo, Stanton, and Judge in the same lineup, not to mention all the other heavy badgers they have in the lineup. It's going to be fun to watch again. But you know what I'm here for? I'm here for Otani. I'm here to see what he's going to do. I think they got something. I think they got something special. Feel free to text 563-484-1907. Give me your opinion. You can also call, leave a message, let me know your opinion. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew McCoy PTS, the real McCoy. 
Talk to me. I'll talk back. Let's get to this MVP race. Because this is something that I find to be real interesting right now. On one hand, you have the greatest player in the NBA in LeBron James. I got to tell you, I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan, but my God. I am definitely a witness. What he has done this year is nothing short of being MVP worthy. Much like any other year, but the biggest difference this year is in the way he did it. Okay, so he starts out with Kyrie leaving. He had to replace him by bringing in a bunch of people that on paper looked like an amazing team. I mean, you're talking D. Wade, Derrick Rose. Not to mention all the other players that he already had, like Shumpert. Isaiah Thomas came in the mix. On paper, the Cavs looked like they were going to be easily the number one team in the East. How did that pan out? It panned out with all-star break, everybody switching sides. D-Way goes back to Miami. Isaiah Thomas goes to L.A., uh, Shumper goes to Utah. D. Rose, he went somewhere, but I don't know where he ended up. I think he's on Minnesota right now. Who knows? It just didn't work out. They brought in a bunch of guys, young guys, young legs, people who will be more submissive, less drama in the locker room to go along with the core pieces that they already had. And the only argument that I hear for him not winning the MVP is because he is in fourth place in the East. Come on, this is ridiculous. Everybody wants to give the beard James Harden MVP. Why? Just because they're the number one seat in the West? A West that is missing some caliber players right now. I mean, Steph Curry has been hurt. KD has been hurt at times. We've seen the Warriors struggle when both of them aren't on the floor. Kawhi Leonard is, who knows what the hell's going on with Kawhi, you know. I think personally he won't be in uh, San Antonio much longer. But he elected not to show his face this year. So you're dealing with a West that is obviously, some teams have gotten better. Yes, you have the Damian Lillers. Yes, you have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, you have the Pelicans that emerged to be the fourth seed right now in the West. But as far as the Stars, the West is really not as good as it has been. But So, so with this happening, you have a Dan Tony system that I got to say was years before his time, you know, back when he was playing with, when he had players like Nash and Stoudemire, turned Steve Nash into the two-time MVP, who, by the way, did not really have put, uh, spectacular numbers that year, either of those years. But now he's looking at Houston and saying, wow, I finally, I finally have a team 
that can play my system of basketball and make it look good. I mean, you added Chris Paul. You added speed, shooting on the sides. You're basically playing one center in Capella that basically plays a pick-and-roll game with Harden, a lot of ISO. Chris Paul comes in, does his Chris Paul stuff that he does, playing the number two guard. But we want to give James Harden all the credit, right? You ever seen James Harden without his beard? It ain't the James Harden that you think you've seen. The beard does amazing things for a lot of people. I mean, we've seen people like Drake put on a beard and all of a sudden he's a he's a sex symbol. We've seen other people put on the beards. The beard is like putting on a fresh suit. Rick Ross. What do some of these guys look like without their beards? I mean, would they really be the people that we think they are? Dan Tony is to the Houston Rockets as to what the beard is to James Harden. Now follow me on this. It's a disguise that makes the team look good. It's a disguise that makes James Harden into an MVP caliber player. Now, I'll admit it, James Harden is a top player. He is a scorer. He is a player that you can build around. He, he frankly, he deserved it last year because he overseeded expectations. But, you know, Westbrook had a triple-double. Amazing year for him. He deserved it. Dan Tony has implemented a system in Houston that allows the players to be able to shoot at a high capacity. The only problem with that system is you have to have players that can actually make the shots. I mean, at one point in time, Danny was getting, Dan Tony was getting laughed at by the league because of the style of play that he played with no real defense implemented into it. Running gun offense. A style that allows players to score at a high rate, shoot threes. I mean, they just broke the record for the most NBA threes attempted and made this year. What does that tell you? That tell you if they got the green light. James Harden got the green light. Chris Paul got the green light. Ariza got the green light. Everybody on that team has the green light. Shoot the ball. I don't care where you are on the floor. We're going to create space. We're going to have Harden at the top. He's going to do a pick and roll with Capella. He's going to drive down the lane, kick it to a reason in the corner. He's going to shoot a three. If that doesn't work, what we're going to do, we're going to swing the ball around to Chris Paul. He's going to do a couple dribbles, drive, penetrate, kick the ball out to Harden. He's going to shoot the three. If that doesn't work, create your own shot. Everybody has the green light. Just get the job done. And all applause to them, they have managed to do that and do it very well. I may say I, I actually like watching the Houston Rockets play, but will they beat the Golden State Warriors in the all when everyone is healthy? I still don't believe so, but we'll see. But let me get back to this. Mm-hmm. Harden should not be the MVP this year. For everything that LeBron James has been through this season, arguably playing with one of the worst 
Cavaliers teams that I've seen and since 2010, you know, when he went to the uh, Miami Heat after that. LeBron James has put it all on his back, has played every game this season, has had the most 40-point games in the NBA by a person his age, has pretty much almost averaged a triple-double, has played immaculately every game, dunking on people any chance he can get. He has not lost a step. And matter of fact, he's, gotten, he's, he's, he's treated like a fine wine these days, you know? I mean, what, what, what kind of wine do you like to drink? Pino? Merlot? Whatever, red wine, white wine, doesn't matter. He has shown and proven that he is the best player in the league. It doesn't matter who you put on him. It doesn't matter who you put in front of him. He will continue to dominate. LeBron James, he's my pick for the MVP this year. Not because he's the number one seed in the league. Not because they play on a stacked team. Not because they play in a system offense. But because he is the system. Because when the team was in turmoil and they had to make trades and bring in guys that have no no uh, uh, resume of winning, no resume of winning the playoffs, no championship caliber. And still, he says, guys, follow me. That kind of value, you can't replace. You can't duplicate. You can only sit back and admire and say, wow. What I'm seeing here is the best that we've ever seen. LeBron James deserves that MVP. And if they don't, it's just because it'll be a pity. Pity, uh trophy for him for uh, James Harden because he came so close last year and didn't make it because he's managed to dethrone the Golden State Warriors from the number one seed which no one thought that ever would happen right <sighs> I wish I had a vote I don't but I wish I did I wish LeBron had a vote you know I wish he had like could just vote as many times as they want. What, what, what if NBA players could really vote for who they wanted to be in, in, in the MVP? Who do you think would get more votes, LeBron or James Harden? Text me 563-484-1907. Let me know. Leave a message. Talk to me. I'll talk back. This is the real deal. So... I could possibly actually be debating Stephen A. Smith on this very subject. Stay tuned. I'll let you know. And if we do, of course, I'll have sound for you because that's what we do on this show. We like to play sound. Give you guys a little dose of uh, what's going on, here, on, on out here in the world. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you guys like. I want to hear what you guys are into, your movies, your music tastes. I want this show to be about life topics in real time, in real deal. I don't want to hear any watered-down opinions. I don't want to hear political opinions from the left or right. I want to hear real opinions from real people.
who want to be heard. And you can be heard right here on my show. The last topic we're going to get into today is the buffoonery going on in the UFC. Now, <laughs> we thought we had saw all the buffoonery before with uh, this Conor McGregor Mayweather fight, the boxing match, you know, the one that was so hyped up, the one that got them $100 million each, the one we all knew that Conor McGregor was going to go into and get beat. But we watched it anyway. I paid for it. I, I can't lie. I paid for it. I'm, st I'm still paying for it. I'm making payment. I'm on a payment plan right now. Still paying. I think I'm down to 20 bucks. Spectrum, you'll get it soon. But now we have Mayweather one to step into the UFC octagon. All I'm going to say is good luck, brother. Good luck. And I will be watching. There should be no reason why Mayweather should win a fight like that. And if he does, you obviously know it's rigged. But let's talk about the buffoonery that happened with Conor McGregor allegedly going backstage and injuring UFC fighters, causing them not to be able to fight that weekend. And now you got the guy who's on the bus who had the HD camera filming in at the perfect angle, challenging Conor McGregor to a one-on-one -on -one fight. He, Conor McGregor has now been stripped of his belt. He is no longer the UFC champion. You got Mayweather going on that same night at a boxing match live on TV in in a in a in an interview saying that if he fights again it will be in the UFC octagon the same exact day as Conor McGregor's uh backstage incident shenanigans that's all it is but well, I'm here for it I'm here for it I'm here to see Mayweather get in the uh, octagon and fight Conor McGregor I'm here to see him get in there and see McGregor and him go at it But we all know what this is about. This is a money play. It's a money play. Is it possible Here's some sound. Yes, but if I do come back, it has to be in the octagon. So will you come back as well, an MMA star or an MMA, MMA attempt, and will it be with UFC? I spoke with my team. Um, I spoke with Al Heyman. Al Heyman says no. But I spoke with Showtime. I spoke with CBS. If we can get together with Dana White and the UFC uh, to make a mega fight happen, one fight, it could be against Conor McGregor. We don't know. But we could do a multi-fight deal. You know, Conor McGregor has other things to deal with. Me, myself, I can do whatever I want to, when I want to, and how I want to. You heard that? You heard that? It's a money play, and they will make it happen. 
I don't know what kind of crazy rules they're going to have. If, if Mayweather's going to have some kind of rule like you can't hit him in his face or you can't, you can't kick him in his knees or whatever it is. You know there's going to be some stipulations to it. But boy, oh boy, they finna get rich again. Dana White, he needs this because, I mean, really, I mean, who, who really cares about the UFC? Conor McGregor was their one star. After Ronda Rousey got her ass beat and she left and now it's in the WWE. Dana White needs this. The UFC needs this. Mayweather doesn't need it. I'm not even sure Conor McGregor really needs it. But will they make it happen? You bet they will. Text me. Tweet me. Leave a message. Let me know what you think about it. It's the real deal. Now I want to talk to real people about this. Let me know how you feel. All right? Like I said, this is the first show. We're going to keep y'all keep y'all informed on when the next show is coming. We're going to have special guests. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. But this is just something to get you wet a little bit. Get you started. It's the real deal. You can 